You are listening to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. I'm Jacob Lukowitz, multimedia editor at IT Ops Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're continuing our conversation from last week about what exactly is technical debt, what causes it, and if left unmanaged, how it can affect business operations. Our guest once again is Zuna Engsig, VP of Product Development at Leapwork. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, and I'm sure with uh, with automating the testing, there's there's more output coming from the testing, so it becomes a matter of prioritizing at that point, right? It does, but it also it also becomes, um, and obviously that's that's the virtue of how hard is it for you to get test automation up and running. Um, and in, in, it's certainly a challenge for a lot of organizations to achieve that. And, you know, uh, um, uh, in all, in all humbleness, you know, we, we feel that we are helping them, uh, to, uh, to make that, uh, that barrier somewhat lower, uh, you know, to get actual manageable, scalable, predictable, maintainable automation up and running, uh, without being dependent on those developer resources that are always scarce. So once you have that, uh, once you have regression running on a nightly basis, um, you know, that, that, that whole conversation of, of force prioritizations of, you know, oh, I need to make a choice because I don't have the capacity to do this and this and that. Um, it, it becomes another conversation entirely. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a more elective conversation. And it first and foremost, I think, it's a mm-hmm. conversation that you uh, are, you know, you, you, as I say, you, you, you maintain the initiative in, in those conversations. Right, right. And um, so what role does leadership play in, in managing technical debt? And who's often most, uh, who's tasked with, with handling it most often? Well, um, in, in most organizations where uh, technical debt is, um, how to put this uh, diplomatically uh, as i was talking about previously no one is in, you know is is creating technical debts uh, intentionally it's not something that i you have all right by by the end of, of december i want at least 30% technical debt right that's not how it works mm-hmm. it's something that pops up uh, and and it's it's the product of these tough business choices that organizations have to do today um so strong leadership, uh, especially in your CTO or CIO organization, is of course uh, paramount to ensure that the prioritizations that you need to do is um, when it comes to uh, you know technical debt is also called maintenance in some respects. Um, so 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 the the priorities that you have in that domain has the same. You could say right of way as your business initiatives and you know getting proper demand management and prioritizations re- regimes in place uh is is uh is an enabler of that conversation right so it becomes a structured approach to how to do this which is you know at the end of the day is feeding management with um uh, you could say uh, analytical and quantifiable facts rather than, you know, who's shouting the loudest uh, in, in the, in those given situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's certainly something that will enable leadership to make those decisions. Uh, and then again, I want to say uh, looking at ways of doing things differently. Um, when you are an organization, you are working, you've chosen the SaaS path. You know, you need to look into um, automation as part of your verification of, of your business continuity, because these, as we talked about previously, 
you know, these changes, these updates, these upgrades will happen uh, continuously, repeatedly um, on schedule. And it's mm -hmm. something that you basically just need to do. Yeah. And one of my last few questions are, are there specific industries or sectors that are more prone to accumulating technical debt? Or is it kind of just a matter of how any organization prioritizes handling it? Um, you know, being more yeah. automation friendly. Any, this, this is, uh, this is uh, a case for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, so even if you are all cloud, all, you know, all SaaS, uh, you still have uh, tough choices to make uh, on a daily basis. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that uh, anyone or any vertical or any sector is more inclined to this than others. Of course, if you are uh, an organization with a with a very big uh, systems infrastructure and business application landscape uh, with years on it, you know, think mainframes, think um, you know that that type of of infrastructure. Uh, then, of course, certainly you're prone to it, maybe potentially. But you know, all technologies is not necessarily equal debt. Um, and I think another topic I think to bring up here, um, talking about driving technical debt or avoiding it of course, is also this whole conversation of security. I think that the security and the privacy regimes that we see, uh, thankfully, emerging or, well, not emerging, maybe at this time, but really taking precedence to, to a lot of conversation, both for uh, companies and organizations in Europe, where I'm from, and, and also in the United States, you know, that, that drives an agenda where, you know, we need to safeguard um, people's uh, assets, people's uh, data, privacy, uh, and you can't do that if you don't have control of of um, of the infrastructures and the applications that you use to to support your business. So, so that's that's changing a lot of things. But maybe essentially, it's it's just changing the face of what technical debt looks like in in five to ten years. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, are you seeing that a lot of these? Uh security or, or data management regulations like gdpr ccpa are, are actually having an effect on, on how they on how organizations are handling technical debt for sure for sure i mean um certainly when we i mean if, if you're building software yourself and and you're utilizing uh, a range of third-party uh tools uh plugins whatever it's called as part of the delivery that you're making um, you will be confronted by the purchaser of, of your services to, you, you know, you need people to say to them, Hey, I'm using these and these and these bits and bobs. And they're at the latest stage, you know, they've, they've, up, I've updated them. I've incorporated the, the newest version of, of whatever it is that they're doing into my package to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not the one shifting this potential, uh, hole in the wall your way. Um, so, so for sure, it's 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 driving a significant change uh, uh, in terms of of the strictness um, uh, of of you know the, the the expectations to that quality. It's part of it's part of the uh, regime when it comes to auditing, when it comes to compliance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, there's really no way around it. But as mm -hmm. I said previously, um, there's only so many hours in the day. So, what's the face of technical debt in X number of years from now? Um, because obviously, if, if you only have so many hands and you need to focus on this, otherwise someone's going to give you a fine or whatever it is, um, then, uh, you know, what, what is it that you don't do? And if it's, if it's affecting your ability to respond in the marketplace to do the new cool things that your customers want, 
of course, of course, then you have a challenge. And again, we get back to this whole storyline of getting your deliveries in control, making uh, making quality one of your uh, your first uh, line of uh, on the agenda, irrespectively of it's coming from from a uh, from a regulated uh, perspective or if it's it's driven your business. You need to get your quality in pl- in check, and and really uh, automating your tests is is a crucial enabler of of getting that conversation uh, going. Mm-hmm. again with the initiative on on your hand right and for parting thoughts what advice would you give to business leaders who are perhaps struggling with their technical debt and want to build a sustainable strategy around it um well have a look inside uh, inside the engine room and 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 investigate how many of these different processes that are involved in in for you in delivering your your services or your product um, you know, how much of this has been automated? We're getting into an age where, um, you know, automation, you know, 10 years back, automation was sort of a thing where you said, yeah, okay, let's, let's see if we can get that because it would be great to save some time. And hey, who wouldn't want to save something on a headcount uh, budget somewhere? I think a lot of organizations today, that, that still rings true, but now it's also with a different backdrop, which is, those resources are not there. It's not possible for you to get hold of these people. You are forced to do this. Um, in, at least in my perspective, the, this last uh, decade or so has shifted this conversation. That, you know, The whole basis of this conversation has shifted dramatically because resources and scarcity of them is expanding rapidly beyond uh, you know, we've always talked about, you know, we need more developers, but it's, it's expanding beyond that. And I think mm-hmm. uh, modern software regimes in these organizations, you know, having SaaS services deployed side by side, maybe with some of your legacy and infrastructure, heritage infrastructure, you know, it just drives the effort that you need to put into this to keep it running. And um, it's no longer a case of saying, I'd like to save some headcounts. It's really a question of saying, I will not be able to cope unless I, you know, drive these efficiencies in there. Mm-hmm. So summarizing, you know, have a look under the hood and see just how far you are uh, with securing these, uh, these objectives. And if they have not yet been defined, these objectives, now certainly the time to do it and say, right, where am I in 12 months? And, 24 months when it comes to having a fully automated pipeline, which includes testing and not just the unit testing, not just testing of the raw code uh, snippets and parts coming out of each developer's uh, cycle, but indeed from a business capacity perspective, are my business processes still running? Are they performing as expected? Most organizations are not seeing that as part of the the scope that they need to verify during testing. Um, to us, I think it's it's a big mistake. At the end of the day, this is all about business processes. This is mm-hmm. all about am I able to uh, to secure my business, to service my customers, um, and that is not uh, exclusively uh, a conversation about technical components working uh, successfully. Uh, with each other, you need to see the uh, the full end-to-end story here in order to secure that. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's some great insight and great way to to top it off. Uh, is there something that you'd like to add about the, um, that you mentioned earlier in the call about the collaboration with Microsoft? 
We're mm -hmm. super excited by this. Uh, uh, we are amazed with the speed that uh, that everything has you know moved with uh, from the initial uh, touch points with Microsoft for this conversation to where we are today. It's it's been lightning fast, and it's been such a thrill to work together with the Microsoft team. And uh, I'm amazed by the uh you know the clarity that they bring to the table how this is something that needs to be fixed not just you know today our conversation has been about you know uses of software but imagine that you're microsoft imagine that you have dynamics if be it finance and operations be it sales whatever it is right and you are developing new features and functions all the time and you know your business is about pushing that functions into the hands of your customers but imagine that you're looking across thousands of customers and they can't they can't receive these great new things that you provide what does that mean to you well obviously uh it's frustrating but it's also costly from a microsoft perspective how many versions of dynamics do i need to maintain um each new version uh, sorry each each version i keep alive equals cost right it erodes my business um so so i think the beauty of how these two things uh, fits together and their perspective that they brought to that conversation to us, I think was, was, uh, you know, an eye opener. So I'm, I'm super excited about being part of that conversation with such a great company. Yeah, it's great. I'm happy to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's fairly new still, but you know, yeah. it's, it's exciting. All right. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again, Zuno, for coming on. Thanks for having me. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. 